I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com coming to you from a safe distance at Hogsports Studios. Approaching three weeks now without any sports, but we still got plenty to talk about. We're going to talk about some recruiting stuff, grad transfers, do some top 10 type of stuff, and discuss some other things going on in the world of sports among the coronavirus. All that more on Hogsports Live. Well, there's just a few topics to, to touch on at first. Before we get started, of course, I want to remind everybody there is plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always, of course, stream the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We upload right afterwards. Be sure to follow the page right now if you haven't done so already on Facebook Live and subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up on both of those if you like the content that you're getting. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star review if you like the content and available anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Now, I want to I want to mention this because this is something we've never done before, but starting tomorrow at hogsports.com, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, everything on the site is going to be free. And that doesn't mean you have to sign up or anything like that. You just go to the site, hawgsports.com, and you'll be able to read all of our free content, or excuse me, all of our VIP content. You'll be able to read our entire VIP message board. You won't be able to post, but you'll be able to read everything that we're posting on our message board uh, that some of our other posters, our, un, our informed posters and uh, some of that stuff. So you can really get a feel of what we do at hogsports.com. I think this is a, a really unique opportunity to check out all of our VIP stuff and not just the message board or the content, but all the other stuff that we have behind the scenes with crystal balls and um, you know all the other features that we provide at hogsports.com. So once again, a free VIP day at hogsports.com, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Definitely a cool deal there. Never done anything like this before, so I think that'll be pretty cool. And again, that starts on Tuesday. <clears throat> We're going to have Pete Roulier join us here in a little bit. Hope you all are feeling well. I know this coronavirus thing is <sighs> causing a lot of issues for everybody. Obviously, with no sports and on a more serious note, um, you know, people are dying from it. So be sure to wash your hands, follow the CDC guidelines, and practice social distancing. So starting today, the SEC has changed the rules. So college coaches will be able to interact with players now. Now, they can only do it for a total of two hours. I guess that's, I guess that's per player two hours. So if they have a whole team meeting and everybody's in there in a zoom meeting or something, then that's, I don't even know how many people you can get in a zoom meeting, but I guess that would count for two hours. I don't, I don't know if it's like two hours individually with each player. I would assume that's what it means because it's on a, a week basis. So, I mean, two hours per week is not a lot of time. So if it's each, each player individually, then that would make some sense to me. So I would assume that's what it is, uh, but that's going to help a lot in terms of, you know, getting, through some of this, you know, understanding the offense type of stuff and 
getting with the players, making sure they know what they need to be doing. Also, the strength coaches can issue workout plans. I don't know where they're working out. All the gyms are closed, but hopefully they got some stuff at home. Maybe do some calisthenics. So anyway, that started today. So they'll be allowed to do virtual meetings with their players. Sporting News released their post-spring top 25. Arkansas is not in it, but six teams on the schedule. They got to play six of these teams, which is pretty typical. If you're in the SEC, the only difference this year is, I believe number eight is Notre Dame. Yep, Notre Dame is number eight. So they have to play Notre Dame this year. Just a quick overview, Clemson's one, Ohio State's two, and then Alabama's your first SEC team at three, then Georgia at four, LSU at five. They got to play all those, and Notre Dame at eight, all those but Georgia. Florida Gators at 10, they don't play Florida. Auburn's 11. CBS also revealed its first 2021 college basketball ranking. Arkansas did make this list. Arkansas is 23rd on this list. Now, I've also seen them as high as 14. An outlet out of Kentucky had Arkansas as high as 14. Now, where are they going to be if Mason Jones ends up sticking with the NFL – or, excuse me, with the NBA? So – those who follow, obviously, Razorback basketball and sports, you know that Mason Jones has declared for the NBA. That doesn't mean that he has to go to the NBA. Years and years ago it meant that, but he is not signing with an agent, is what our sources tell us, so he will be able to test the waters if there is any water out there. Right now they're extremely limited on any kind of evaluation they can do, you know, not doing workouts and stuff like that. So what kind of water is out there for him to test? And that remains to be seen. No word yet on Isaiah Joe. I would assume that he probably takes the same type of path and explores his options in the NBA, tests the waters, doesn't sign with an agent, and can return next year if things go a certain way. Certainly pulling for both of those guys. Hope it works out for both of them. It would obviously mean a whole lot for Arkansas if they returned when you consider the players that are coming in next year and um, you know the sit ones and the high school players. They could be really dangerous next year if both those guys end up returning at Arkansas. But right now, Mason Jones has declared for the NBA draft, and we'll see if that sticks. He can pull out. I thought this was a cool feature from 24-7 Sports. They took all 65, I think, Power 5, I think there's 65 Power 5 teams, and ranked the highest drafted players since the turn of the century. So for Arkansas, number one is Darren McFadden, and this is a cool story just to read up on all the schools. But Darren McFadden is number one, 2008, round one, pick number four to the Oakland Raiders. Jamal Anderson, 2007, round round one, pick eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Sean Andrews, 2004, round one, pick 16 to the Philadelphia Eagles. Frank Ragnow, round one, pick 20 to the Detroit Lions in 2018. And Matt Jones, 2005, round one, pick 21 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if any of these guys lived up to where they were drafted. Now, McFadden did have a couple or a few thousand-yard seasons in a 10-year career. That's pretty good. I don't know if that's number four overall. He never had that, like, huge season. Of course, just kind of wasted away his early years when he was most healthy with the Raiders. 
misused a lot. Jamal Anderson didn't produce those types of numbers, but had a you know had a had a career. Sean Andrews had a career, a good career. He might have been pretty close to being worthy of first round. Frank Ragnow remains to be seen. Matt Jones obviously uh, didn't work out at wide receiver. Did some okay things, but didn't didn't have a first round type of career. Uh, the guy that's not on this list was Jason Peters, who would have been 2004, I believe. 2003, 2004. Anyway, went undrafted. I think it was 2004. But went undrafted and is still in the NFL. The only one of these guys, aside from Ragnow, who's still, who's still in the NFL. Anyway, I thought this was pretty cool. You can go over all 65 teams. We're going to get to your questions also here in a minute, and Pete Roulier Pete is also going to join us, and we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the grad transfer situation this is interesting. Two former Razorbacks, Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. Jimmy Johnson responds to a question about Jerry Jones. So on Fox Sports NFL Twitter account, they're promoting its live episode of, of Fox Football Now, and we're encouraging fans to ask questions. And a Twitter user uh, replied and, and asked, uh, asked Johnson how he would feel if Jones were to induct him in the Cowboys' ring of honor this year. Johnson's reply to the question was, Troy Aikman will present me and Terry Bradshaw will put the jacket on me. Didn't have much to say. Obviously, we know there was a, a split with their friendship relationship after two Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. Top 10 Arkansas – Top 10 most anticipated appoint, uh, opponents by Arkansas. This is an article that I did, and I released this yesterday. I thought it was a, a fun look when you consider some of the opponents coming up. Half of these are not Power 5 opponents, but the, the Power 5 opponents, I think all but Texas, Arkansas is going to play them more than once. But I think that a Nevada game is really intriguing. It's the first game of the season, this coming season, the first game under Sam Pittman. And this is a program that's won 15 games the last two years under Jay Norvell. They're not a pushover. And Arkansas hasn't exactly had a lot of success against Mountain West teams. But Nevada – Number nine is UAPB, Golden Lions. Obviously, you would expect Arkansas to take care of business against an FCS opponent, but this is the first football game. This is in 2021, and they play again in 2024. This is the first football game in the modern era, at least, against an in-state opponent. I mean, Arkansas used to play like Fort Smith High School and stuff, but uh, this is the first game against a modern era opponent from inside the state of Arkansas. And – it's, there's been this deal made about playing system schools, University of Arkansas system schools, right? And so UAPB fits in that mold. UALR would fit in that mold. And, you know, they played baseball and, and they're doing other things so far. But this would be the first time they played football. But, you know, people have always asked about Arkansas State, the other FBS member institution from the opposite corner, not opposite corner, the other side of the state, from the eastern side. And – you know, Arkansas, you know, Hunter Yurichek and people have said, well, Arkansas State, you know, they're not a system school. They're not the University of Arkansas system like UAPB, UALR. And my thought on that is who, who really cares? Do we care if they're in the University of Arkansas system? I think this is just one small step forward to eventually playing Arkansas State. Now, when that happens, I don't know, but I think this is one step forward to playing Arkansas State eventually. 
Number eight, Memphis Tigers. They play Memphis in 2025, 26, and 28. 2025 is played in Memphis. Now, this is something that a, a lot of teams are doing more nowadays. Instead of playing, just paying a team a bunch of money to come to their place, they're doing this. We'll come play at your place one year. You can play at our place two years. So it's kind of a better deal. And plus, it's in Memphis. It's a nice-sized stadium. Obviously, a lot of Razorback fans, the only thing that separates – Arkansas from Memphis is the width of the Mississippi River. So, and there's a lot of Razorback fans in Memphis and Tennessee in that area also. So, that's not a bad deal. This is an AAC program. So, it's the closest thing to a Power Five without being a Power Five. If there were Power Six, this would be the Power Six. So, 2025 in Memphis, 26 in Fayetteville, 28 in Fayetteville. If Arkansas had played Memphis the last three years, Memphis would have beat them, by the way. A lot can change. I mean, this is. This is five years down the road. I mean, not only will none of the players be on the team that are on the team now, but also with five years, who knows, on the coaches. Number seven, Missouri State. Why Missouri State? Why would you put Missouri State on this list? Bobby Petrino is the head coach. So 2022, September 17, 2022, three seasons. If Bobby Petrino is still there, then he could return to Fayetteville for the first time. 30 months away from potentially Bobby Petrino returning. Another AAC program is Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got a pretty good tradition. So this is September 3rd, 2022 in Fayetteville. I guess it's a season opener. So you've got Mark D'Antonio, Brian Kelly, Butch Jones, Tommy Tuberville. Those are all notable coaches that once coached at Cincinnati. D'Antonio, Kelly, and Jones were ascending upwards. And D'Antonio ended up taking Michigan State, Kelly, Notre Dame, Jones, Tennessee, Tuberville was kind of, I guess that was maybe his last job. Uh, So he was kind of trending downward. But Luke Fickle is the current head coach who's won 11 games back-to-back seasons. He popped up a little bit on Arkansas's radar during this last coaching search. BYU, number five. We're still, we're all the way to number five, and we haven't gotten to a power five opponent. But BYU is one of those teams, along with Notre Dame, that fills that deal in the contract so you have to as an sec team you have to play at least one power five opponent or notre dame or byu and so they play notre dame in provo looking forward to that one 2022 and 2023 so this is my number five program put up a lot of great quarterbacks at byu won the 1984 national championship with the 13 and 0 team steve young ty detmer jim mcmahon steve sarkeesian um and right now coached by Kalani Sitaki, I believe that's how you say it, who may or may not be there. They've gone 7-6 and six the last two years. He's been there for four years. Utah is number four. So the first Power 5 opponent is Utah, who hasn't been a Power 5 opponent since, well, 2011 they became a Power 5 opponent when they joined, when the Pac-10 became the Pac-12. But they were having a lot of success before that. If you can remember um, – They whipped Alabama pretty good, 31-17 in 2008 in the Sugar Bowl. Urban Meyer was there in 2003, coached him for a season before taking the Florida job. And Kyle Winningham has been there for 16 years, and they have been a pretty solid program during that time. So Utah in Salt Lake, 2026, and then in Fayetteville in 2028. Oklahoma State Cowboys are number three. Arkansas is going to play these guys a lot. Now, this is kind of crazy, but they're the two campuses are separated by about 200 miles, okay? They have not played each other 
since 1980. They haven't played in Fayetteville since 1945. Oklahoma State won 1914. So every other time it's been Stillwater or Little Rock. So Arkansas holds a 30-15-1 advantage in this series, but they haven't played since 1980. It'll be 44 years when they meet in 2024. They play in 2024 in Stillwater. Then have to wait all the way to 2027 to play them in Fayetteville, 2032 in Stillwater, and 2033 in Fayetteville. That's the last Power 5 opponent that Arkansas has scheduled in 2032 and 2033. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's a long time. Number two is Texas. Number Normally, Texas is going to be number one. And if you're 45, 40, 45 or older, Texas probably is your number one opponent on this list. They play next season, not this coming season, but the next season, September 11th, 2021 in Fayetteville. I believe that's that'd be the 20th anniversary, 20th anniversary of 9-11. Man, time's flying. So 2021, depending on how Tom Herman does this year, Arkansas could be facing a first-year head coach at Texas next year, depending on what Tom Herman does. He'll be heading into year four, I believe. So that's and that, so this is a return game from way back when, when Arkansas went there in 08. And then they, I can't remember. They kept pushing it back and pushing it back. But Arkansas – has a losing record all time, fifty six and twenty two against Texas, but they're three and two over the last five meetings. Arkansas has had some pretty nice wins over Texas since leaving the Southwest Conference, including thirty one to seven, the last time they faced them, in a game that ended in kneel downs by Arkansas, which Brett Bielema referred to as being borderline erotic. Number one is Notre Dame. This for many reasons. Number one, it's the, it's the first Power 5 opponent Arkansas will have faced in three years. So since Michigan backed out, Ward Manuel, six months into the job as AD at Michigan, 
backed out of the Michigan-Arkansas series, which was supposed to be played in 2018. It was scheduled in 2014. He backed out in 2016, which left Arkansas. The reason he backed out and paid, I think, $2 million is so that they could schedule the Notre Dame series. They could renew their Notre Dame series, which is great for them, fine, but it totally left Arkansas scrambling. There's no way you can schedule a Power 5 opponent with two years to do it. So it totally screwed Arkansas. And they end up they end up scheduling Colorado State. The SEC forgave them for having to schedule a Power 5 opponent or Notre Dame or BYU because of this. So since Arkansas didn't make a bowl game the last two years, and since their non-conference major opponent was Colorado State, they have not faced a non-SEC Power 5 opponent in what will be three years by the time this Notre Dame game rolls around. So that's one reason to look forward to it. Another reason, you probably not had an, any reason, at least athletically, to go to South Bend, Indiana. So that's a fun road trip, one of the more storied programs in history. Um, so, And Notre Dame and Arkansas have never played. They have never faced each other. Which with a schedule like Notre Dame, you know, to play so many different schools because they're independent, you'd think at some point they would have matched up with Arkansas, but they haven't. So that's my top ten. Top ten games to look forward to. Remember, answer or excuse me, ask your questions. We're going to get to those here in just a little bit. But uh, up next, I'm going to bring in Pete Rulier, and we're going to dive in. Pete's been all over the basketball transfer stuff, and so we're going to dive into to some of that discussion. See what Pete has to say. Trey, what's, what's up, going Pete? on? How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Yeah, staying a little bit busy. So somehow that's good, and I want to commend you for the job that you've done at Hog Sports, and you and Danny West also, um, and all of our moderators on our message board. I mean, our content has been staying steady, just like almost like nothing has happened. We've had to get a little bit more creative, I guess, but uh, the content is rolling, and um, the activity on the message board has all been good. So it's kudos to you and Danny and um, and everybody at Hog Sports for for doing a great job. Well, right, and thanks to uh, Eric Musselman for being the head coach of the University of Arkansas because this time of the year, mm-hmm. um, maybe it started a little bit earlier than it was supposed to start through the coronavirus going on, but, I mean, he's always been really active in the transfer portal. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you got guys like Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe who are weighing their NBA options and going pro and stuff like that. So, honest to God, I mean, yeah, we've had to get a little bit creative, but um, that's kind of fun and mm-hmm. also – most of us are keeping us busy with the uh, transfer portal. Yeah, that's one of the good things with, I guess, what we do in this particular situation, Pete, is there's still recruiting going on. I mean, that's that's never stopping. So they're still recruiting. They just can't have face-to-face contact. The transfer portal still lives. And Muscleman is, as you mentioned, highly active. And we've had a lot of other fun stuff to discuss. Like I just mentioned the top ten uh, future non-conference opponents to look forward to and you know, there's right. been a lot of top 10 stuff. Our national desk at 24-7 has also come up with some really interesting uh, content also. But I wanted to go ahead and get into to some of these transfers. You've had recent articles. Well, let's talk about uh, – actually, if you don't mind, Pete, like who do you have – who do you think are the priority guys? Let's just let's just jump into those, and then we can discuss that a little bit further. But who, who are a few of the, the guys that Arkansas would really benefit from getting? 
uh, if you're going to do that, just because and those are guys that are going to be immediately eligible next season. There's probably about five or six of them. And then before I get into, you know, before Mason Jones declared for the NBA draft and before Jalen Harris decided he was going to transfer, I think the priority was rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um, now that now that Jones is gone, you got to get some guy with some instant offense. I mean, that's you're losing 22 points a game right there. So there's guys that are guards. There's guys that are tall, small. Like It's all over the board. That's kind of what happened last season with Musselman. So getting right into it, um, these are like five guys that could really have a possibility and have connections with Arkansas. 6'9", 205, forward Jordan Bruner out of Yale. Um, averaged 11 points a game, 9.2 boards. There's some instant um, – rebounding for you right there another guy that's been in contact with arkansas has been ian dubois he's a, a 6-4 guard 210 out of houston baptist averaged 19 points a game which is i mean if that's instant offense then i mean that's that's pretty crazy and seven points three boards too that's pretty good you don't know how that translates from houston baptist to um the sec but a lot of these guys are mid-majors coming in so it's just gonna have to be a wait and see thing Another guy that you can look at is Chevalier's a good one, 6'9", 215. Some outlets say he's 6'10", out of Wofford. Mm-hmm. Um, averaged 12 points per game and 6.2 boards. Um, another one that's really intriguing that got a lot of Arkansas fans' attention is Mateus Markison out of LMU, Louisville and Maramont. 7'3", mm-hmm. 261. Um, he's Swedish, averaged 10.2 points and 6.3 boards. And the intrigue there is obviously pair him with Connor Vanover. you got two 7'3 guys. Um, Twin Tower kind of vibe. And then um, I think finally the one that has really caught a lot of Arkansas fans' attention is Justin Turner, uh, 6'4", 205, guard out of Bowling Green. Probably the uh, top graduate transfer on the market right now in terms of um, scoring. Average 18.8 points per game, 4.6 boards. He's got his list cut down to six, a lot like Jordan Brunner. Um, he's got Arkansas, Iowa State, Louisville, Marquette, Missouri, and Xavier. So if you can add him, that that takes away a lot of the uh, load for the new guys like J.D. Note or, um, you know, these freshmen in terms of scoring the basketball. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys and, and, and a lot of guys that are intrigued by what Musselman can do for their careers. Pete Royer joining us again. A lot of Pete's stuff is free. Most of Pete's stuff is free. He does do some VIP stuff and help with recruiting, grad transfer stuff. But I just want to remind everybody again, in, in, in case you're just jumping on, starting tomorrow, tomorrow only, we're doing a free VIP day at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. That's Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, a free VIP day. So all of our content, our message board, all of our features will be free for one day. So definitely go to hogsports.com and check that out tomorrow, and we'll have a lot of great stuff for everybody there. So Pete – if you don't mind, could you look into your crystal ball a little bit and tell us how you think things will play out for uh, this grad transfer stuff for Arkansas? Well, I, I I can guarantee – I can't guarantee, but I'm almost positive you're going to grab at least one of these guys, mm-hmm. um, one of the guys that I mentioned. I think ideally you would add some uh, rebounding in, in that department. And then, as I mentioned, two of these guys have it down to the top six, which means – for sure that they're considering what Eric Musk can do for their career, um, whether it be for professionally, but Eric Musk has been everywhere. He's been in the D league. He's been coaching um, internationally. So, I mean, guys like Jordan Bruner out of Yale, I could definitely see him coming in here, making the jump. Um, 6'10", 205, as I mentioned, 11 points per game. And then he's going to be, you know, he's going to have a chance to play immediately because Arkansas needs rebounding. And then, as I mentioned earlier, too, one of the main guys, one of the big targets, Justin Turner, he's got his top six in, too. Um, 
19 points a game, five boards, um, just instant offense. But the thing about him is he's a Detroit, Michigan guy. So he's got this kind of special connection with Conzo Martin in Missouri. So that, they're probably the front runners right now. But Arkansas has really been pushing for him. And they even had a FaceTime virtual tour going on this past mm-hmm. week, doing everything they can with the coronavirus going on. So one of those two guys I could definitely see making uh, – Making Arkansas the top priority, then Ian DeBose out of Houston and Baptist is probably one that you should look out for as well. You in Batesville, Pete? In Batesville yeah, still? man. You did. You been there the whole? We're almost no. like three weeks here. Right. It time's been a really weird thing, right? Because mm. pretty much doing the same thing every day. It was getting crazy in Fayetteville. Um, probably not to this point where it is now, but. I just thought to myself, I need to go home, see some family. This is a great time to do it. You don't get many opportunities. Sports are pretty much year-round. So I decided to come here. And you know what? It's been really nice. It's been really chill because, mm-hmm. you know, the social distancing stuff is – it kind of takes care of itself when you're in a place like Batesville up here in northeast Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, just driving around, too, has been really – it's been really pretty. It's spring. I don't know if anybody knows this. Um, just going out for a drive and checking out the scenery. Yeah. And some of the old spots I used to be at. It's been really nice, actually. Yeah, it's been nice for a lot of people. Unfortunately, man, Jonesboro just got rocked by that yeah. hurricane. I mean, I hope yeah, everybody's. The, I, I haven't. I, last I saw was there was like six. Um, there was like six injuries from that. But man, at a time like this with the coronavirus going on, something like that to happen is just. It's tough. an absolute miracle that that didn't happen. Because if you saw, I mean, all over social media, shots of just absolute. And it wasn't like it was in a, you know, a suburb of Jonesboro. That thing tore through the Mall of Turtle Creek, mm-hmm. um, a spot that luckily, I know it's such a weird thing, but due to the social distancing and people staying in, um, no fatalities and, and yeah. not many injuries. It's it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a miracle there. Yeah. So Pete's from Batesville, for those who didn't know uh, before. Pete's from Batesville. Danny is from Ryzen. I'm from near Danny. I guess we'd say we're like South Central. Danny's a little bit more Southern than me, but uh, I'm from Sheridan. Danny's from Rising. So we've got, and we all live in Fayetteville, so we've got pretty much, well, Danny lives in Tawnytown, but we all pretty much got the state <laughs> covered except for the deep, deep South and, and I guess Texarkana area. So next next hire, we might have to look into Texarkana and get somebody from, from the Southwest. <laughs> is that the priority? <laughs> yeah, I guess, and Mason Choate is from Conway, so he's a little bit slight, slightly North Central. More right. central, yeah. So we got things covered. So what what else is going on, Pete? You, you're all well, over this grad transfer stuff. Obviously, there's going to be some baseball tomorrow with uh, was it Dave Van Horn talking tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, um, Dave Van Horn. They're going to put on Casey Opitz and Heston Kerstad as well. So I guess the first question to those guys is going to be are you coming back. Um, the answer is going to be probably not. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, both those guys are supposed to be. High draft picks. But speaking of the draft, I thought it was intriguing that Mason Jones went ahead and declared on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people were probably expecting that from Mason just because nowadays you don't have to uh, declare for the NBA draft and then necessarily go. You can test the watch a little bit if you don't sign with an agent. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure a lot of people were expecting that. But that was interesting that he went ahead and declared considering Isaiah Joe is supposed to be um, a higher draft pick than he is. Mason Jones on a lot of draft boards isn't even supposed to be a selection. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit interesting to see. I think what the thing with Mason is it bodes well for him that there might not be an NBA combine or mm-hmm. there might not be these athletic things. It's not that Mason Jones isn't a great athlete. He is. He's just – that's not what stands out for him. I think the fact that scouts are going to have to be forced to watch tape 
And um, and they have been doing a lot of that, and they're kind of drooling over his ability to score the basketball. So yeah. the fact that instead of having to do all these athletic things and he can just have his tape up there, I think that'll bode well for Mason. Maybe not so well for Isaiah, though. Isaiah, he's kind of an athletic guy, and he, he missed five games this season that were really important games. I think um, the difference between him and Isaiah is Isaiah coming back could do a lot for him. I don't know if Mason coming back, there's anything that he could do to really up his draft status that he hasn't already done. You know, I don't know if I would say that Isaiah is more athletic than than Mason. Now, Mason's not an above-the-rim player, but he can do a lot of things that check off the athletic, you know. you don't, it, I don't think it just means you got to be a great leaper. because, You know, when I look at Isaiah, I think that he could really benefit by coming back and adding a little bit more. Right. I mean, I don't want to say – I certainly don't mean to say like he's one trick pony or anything, but really, I mean, if he's set, then the ball's going in, right? But if he's drifting a little bit or if he's having to take somebody off the dribble, I don't know that I've seen, and and part of that could be the knee also, you know, coming back from that knee issue. But I feel like Isaiah could really benefit, maybe add a little bit more weight um, and add more to his arsenal. With Mason, what more could he add? I mean, and – I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday about this. We were sitting 10 feet apart over in the neighborhood. And, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, you guys we're, having a beer? We were, we were having a beer, and we were <laughs> – yeah, the amount of alcohol, I think, is, is definitely upticked for everybody. One of my favorite memes has been uh, who else has uh, – who else – this is the third time this week that I've went and bought alcohol for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. But uh, we were talking about Mason, and you know, he was one of the things he was saying that he loved so much about Mason was just how aggressive he is. And uh, you know, like when the game is on the line, he's just like, "I'm going to go get this bucket. Give me the ball. You know, get out of my way, and I'm going to go score. We need a bucket. We got to have it. I'm going to go get it." And that's something I think that gets overlooked a little bit with Mason. And I don't know. You might be right that maybe it is a benefit for him because people just have to watch tape. I mean, he right before he declared. He came up on the first draft board that we've seen, the first mock draft board that we've seen. He showed up at 70. I think you said had an article today that he dropped to 71. But for him to start showing up, period, I think is big because, I mean, throughout all of this, leading the team in points, assists, rebounds, leading the SEC 22 points a game, eight in the country, I think. Uh, for him not to show up on any, any draft boards, I thought was a little bit strange. It was almost like you got to be in the club going into the season before we allow you on this board. But – uh, it, it feels like his stock is is going up, but right. Well, a lot of it is projections and things like that when it comes to the NBA. And size does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, length does matter. It's not like Mason Jones is some incredible specimen when it comes to that. But I mean, think about it. If you start looking at the way the roster is shaping up for next season, when you got four four stars coming in, all that have an opportunity to contribute immediately. Mm-hmm. Think about Connor Vanover, seven three guy that can shoot the three ball. That's going to add a completely different dynamic to your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Isaiah Joe, if he does come back, and you got Mason Jones there too, and he's not going to miss those five games, you'd hope. Um, I don't, I don't think there's any way he's going to average twenty-two. Um, and 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 he's also a, a distributor, and he's not a guy that really makes himself have to take these shots. But there was a time uh, this season where he had to yeah. put up forty points for Arkansas to win. You would think and more like hope. you would think more like for Mason, like averaging like sixteen points a game spreading the wealth a little bit more amongst other players, making a run in the NCAA team. tournament, hopefully. 
Right. No, absolutely. I mean, and there's still a chance he comes back. So yeah, I'm um, testing the waters. That's that's kind of a neat thing that the uh, NCAA finally allowed these players to do. And, and it happened a lot last year. I know there's a kid from Virginia that tested for waters, came back. Um, so so it wouldn't. It's not definitely not out of the question that he makes his way back. And Isaiah doesn't declare, but. If Isaiah does decide to test the waters, I feel like he's got a way better shot to get drafted, and that's what all the draft boards and yeah. um, experts are saying. Yep. All right, Pete. Anything else you want to close on? I think we're good, man. I think we covered. Like I said, it's been pretty smooth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow ought to be a fun day, free day on the site for for everybody. So absolutely. We'll jump check into it out. that tomorrow. All right, Pete. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jay. All right, that's Pete Roulier. Again, you can read all of Pete's stuff at hawgsports.com. Does a great job covering football, basketball, baseball, chipping in on recruiting as well. All right, I want to get to a couple of your questions. But, again, got to mention this one more time. VIP day tomorrow, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. You want to sign up, you just go to the site and click on a VIP article. Go to our premium message board, The Razor's Edge. You'll be able to read everything that people are posting there, see how we interact and, and some of our features and stuff and, and all the other stuff. So everything on the site is free. You don't have to sign up or anything. You'll just be able to read it and uh, and just kind of get a behind-the-scenes look at, at everything that we do for our VIP members at hawgsports.com. All right, questions. Mike Wiley says, are we going to play ball this year? I hope so. Greg Sankey thinks or feels confident they will. Now, how it starts out, whether it's in empty stadiums or what, who knows? I mean, there, I don't think any of us can predict. Just like any, nobody could really – I mean, some people did, but nobody knew with certainty where we would be, you know, three weeks later here after things started shutting down. Um, who knows where we'll be three weeks from now, really? So – or in much less three months. I mean, we could find a treatment that works. And once this thing stops being deadly, I think that that changes everything. Once this disease stops killing people, this virus, then things change, I think. And, you know, that's vaccine, 12, 18 months off, whatever. But a treatment may be a lot closer, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Let's see. Got a lot of hellos from a lot of places. Central Arkansas, Texarkana. Fort Still, Oklahoma, Happy Apple Valley, California, Northwest Ohio, Ohio, prayers for Jonesboro, yes, Ricky Monroe, Fort Bennings, Georgia, Stafford, Virginia, Stephen Baker says, I'm almost 48 and dislike Texas more than any team, yep, Bo Christian, Joe Chaston, excuse me, joins in with uh, some language on Texas, <laughs> Kim Paul says, "How does all the factor in? How does all the factor in? Should the season be canceled? Maybe rephrase that, Kim Paul. David Hickerson says, watching from Texarkana. Todd Will says, with all the players coming in next year in basketball, it's doubtful that Mason Jones will have the impact he's had on this year's team. Can't blame the kid for going out on top. What say you? I agree with that. I mean, I think there's, as I've said before, I think there's something to be said for just building." yourself into complete legendary status which maybe he has already maybe he would do that again if he came back so um there's also the benefit of you know starting off on nba draft boards whether that means anything or not and um also 
making a run in the NCAA tournament, getting more exposure that way. Isaac Riley says, I miss your walk and talks, Trey. Also, Pete and Danny do an awesome job. Appreciate all you do. Appreciate you, Isaac. And we'll bring back a walk and talk. I need to just find the right situation to do it in. As I've said before, I, I don't want to make those things gimmicky. You know, I want them to be very real and not like, I don't know. I guess whether that means me walking around the neighborhood or walking through the woods, I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure out something. Justin Williams says, thanks, tomorrow is my birthday. Well, happy birthday to you. You get a free VIP at hogsports.com tomorrow. Tomorrow only. Grant Toynton says, question, when Jones leaves, we can use his scholarship on grad transfer recruits. Yeah, when, so you get 13 scholarships, and you know, that counts again. You know, you've got guys that were sitting out this year on scholarship also. So 13 total scholarship, whether they're sitting out or not. But, yeah. Sean Larry Townsend says, Jones hasn't hired an agent. No, he hasn't. Anthony DJ Ant Tenor says, K.K. Robinson and Moses Moody could fill Mason Jones' spot. Just hope Justin Hill comes back to fill Jalen Harris's spot. Mike Cormer says, Hurricane Tornado. Did I say hurricane? Jonesboro Golden Hurricanes. Maybe that's where I got that from. But, yeah, it's a tornado. <laughs> Sorry about that. Glad to hear nobody seriously, nobody lost their lives, I guess. Sean Larry Townsend says, I went to school in Grapevine. Yep, Grapevine was, um, all the kids from Grapevine went to Sheridan. Sheridan was a town of like 3,800, but East End, Grapevine, Prattsville, I believe, all went to Sheridan. So we were, back when it was a 4, I think Sheridan's 6A now, back when it was a, 4A was the largest classification. Uh, when I graduated, we actually moved up to 4A. I think we were like 32, second, 32nd largest school in the state. So even though being a small town, we drew so many from surrounding areas. Mason Jones and Joe can't quite get buckets, so there's always a place in the NBA for shooters. Can get buckets, yes. How many b basketball scholarships are available? What, two? I think two with Jalen Harris leaving and if Mason Jones leaves, and that would leave two. Terry Roy says, if football doesn't return, what do you think Boyd Franks and other players do? I don't even want to think about it, Terry, about football not being here. But with Boyd, I would assume he would probably move ahead and go pro. I mean, kind of like Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams lost his senior season with injury. He could have come back the next year but he went ahead and gone, went pro with Franks I don't know Franks is looking for an opportunity to really prove himself so he may return if that happens but that's just conjecture hopefully that we don't have to cross that bridge I don't know if I can take that I mean basketball losing the NCAA tournament was tough enough I mean we, they should have a final four right now right losing that was tough enough we should be returning to spring practice tomorrow should have three practices under our belt the things that we've missed out on are tough, but please, coronavirus. And as far as sports go, obviously, worry about people first and lives, but after that, don't take away football. Favorite thing I cooked this weekend. What did we cook this weekend? We had some form of chili dog. Heck, I can't. I made a bunch of soup. A bunch of vegetable stew that we still got some of. Red beans and rice I made last week. I don't know what's on the docket. We've made a lot of big involved sandwiches. Lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, sprouts, all kinds of stuff. 
we haven't really liked I mean, I guess the red beans and rice is what I cooked last week, but this weekend we made um we had chili dogs two nights. <laughs> Driving from El Dorado to Sheridan was always my a bad speed trap. Yes. You actually would have passed my house if you were if you were making that trip. I've only left the house since the Friday that I got back from Nashville, or excuse me, I got back Thursday, so that was the 10th. Since Friday, no, excuse me, that was the 11th I got back. So since Friday the 13th, I had a lunch with somebody, and I picked up a bunch of stuff at Sam's. Thank goodness I got a bunch of, uh, plenty of paper towels and stuff. I didn't hoard it, but man, we got enough. So... I've not left the house, but we, we took a little drive around the neighborhood twice this weekend. We never got out of our cars, except for we went over to a friend's house and sat 10 feet apart from everybody. Um, I went to the grocery store once in that time, and I think that's everything that I've done as far as leaving this house. So like three times I've been outside the neighborhood. James Turner says, great show. Thanks for keeping us informed. Appreciate you. Terry Roy says, I know people don't want to think about it, but the virus is serious, so football has a 50-50 chance of not returning. Stop it, Terry. Don't talk about it. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Until then, I'm carrying on my life with with football returning because if I knew that it wasn't returning, I don't know if I'd be able to take it. All right, everybody. I want to thank Pete Royer for joining us. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, free VIP day. Tomorrow, Tuesday, March 31st, 2020, everything at hogsports.com. You can read for free. You won't be able to post on our message boards, but you'll be able to read our message boards, uh, be able to access all of our content, not just content from that day, but old content that you want to go back and check out, all of our other features. You'll be able to see all the stuff I recommend just kind of going through there and clicking the buttons and enjoy your free VIP day tomorrow. It won't just be at Hog Sports, but it'll be throughout the 24-7 Sports Network. So, Everything you want to check out, you'll be able to check out uh, throughout the network. So plenty of ways to watch and listen. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up yet, Lord knows it's easy or it's not easy doing these shows with no sports. We have to be, definitely be creative. So if you like the content that we're delivering right now, be sure to throw us a thumbs up. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, on Facebook Live, be sure to follow us. In YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Um, and share the content with somebody. If you think they might like it, please share the content. Take a minute now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or go to Apple Podcasts and throw us a five-star review. We want anybody who's searching for Razorback content to see Hog Sports Live uh, when they search for that. So throw us a five-star review. If you want to say something nice to us uh, about us uh, in the comments on Apple Podcasts, we'd love that as well. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can think of to find your favorite podcast, we are there. So we'll be back later in the week. Thursday, most likely, um, to talk more Razorback sports and anything else going around with this coronavirus pandemic. Again, thanks, Pete. Thanks for uh, joining us with your questions. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.